like the old adage, it takes a village to raise a child. So I always looked at uh, educating a child as a three-way thing. It was the parents, it was me as the teacher, and it was the student. We all have responsibility. Or it take me out of it and save the school. But we all have to work together. Welcome back to the interview podcast on the Y Millbank Podcast Network from Millbank, South Dakota. This is Craig Weinberg. YMillbank.com is our website. Theinterviewpodcast.org takes you right to this show. If you want to help support the show, you can do it right there. Click the donate button. You choose the value that you got out of the show, what that looks like. Send it back our way so we can continue to have conversations with people that are around the region that have a story to tell. Continuing in our political series, we are, as this is recorded, we are four days away from election day here in South Dakota, primary election. Steph Sauter is a candidate running for District 4 House in South Dakota. She's one of four people running for two seats. I wanted to see if she would come on to give us a little insight about how she thinks and processes issues. It's always fun to sit down with new people and get to know them. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for hanging out with us. Let's get right into it with Steph Sauter. Steph, Stephanie, what do you prefer? Either one is just fine. Either one is just fine. Sauter's? Sauter's. Sauter. Sauter. Yeah. No S. No S. Oh, jeez. I guess I misread that. That's like Saunders. A lot of people say Saunders. Mm. But it's Sauter. It's German. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I guess originally it's it was Sauter, like sauerkraut. Yeah. But and then they Americanized it at some point. Yeah. They Americanized <laughs> it at some point and just called it Sauter. Uh, okay. You are, are running uh, for one of two seats to represent district four yes in south dakota house yes um what in the world made you decide to jump into that yeah i I, that's run through my mind that that question's been on my mind a little bit lately but um no when i was in high school which was quite a while ago my dad was in the legislature he was in the house of representatives and so i was lucky enough to be able to work with him as a page and and see what he went through and behind the scenes and everything Mm mm-hmm and I think that's where the seed was planted because ever since then I'm thinking, you know, I think I want to be out there. And it's not just a bucket list thing, like going to the Bahamas is a bucket list thing. <laughs> but this is something that I feel in my soul I'm supposed to be doing. And I don't mean to be so philosophical or, or romantic about it, but um, it's just something that, I, that I've been directed to do. But it never, it never panned out. I was a teacher for 30 years, so I couldn't take two months off to go you know, live in peer during the legislature. I just didn't, you know, no employer would want to do that, especially teaching. And uh, now since I've retired from teaching and the job that I have now is what's well, my a new career. It's I'm in journalism. I own the newspaper in Bryant, South Dakota. So I'm a publisher, editor. And is that my, a daily? That's a weekly, weekly? paper. Okay. Oh God. I'd, I'd, I'd go and cre- I'd be absolutely crazy if it was a daily, but um, as a weekly though, I'm the only one in there. I'm everything from the janitor to the proofreader to the writer to the photographer. So you do it all. It, I do it all. Yeah. Luckily, with the help of 
people who are saying, hey, I got a picture. You want this? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or moms that are, you know, at the sporting events, if I can't make it there, or people, you know, send in articles or, you know, whatever, news items. That How helps do you have lot. time to do anything? You know. Um, do you guys print also in-house? No, I send it over to Ortonville, actually. Do you really? Yeah, I do, yeah. Because <laughs> they, they produce the review in town also. They do. So I send it over to Phil okay. and everybody at the, Orton, at the Independent. And so um, email that and they bring it back to town. So it's really good. Oh, so they deliver for you. Yes. Oh, it's wow. wonderful. Wonderful. Deliver it to the time. But anyway, now my schedule is a little bit more flexible. And when they redistricted uh into uh re- redesigned the districts mm-hmm. um the the those that were running in my district aren't in my district anymore and for and other reasons why they're not running and so i'm thinking hey here's an opportunity for mm-hmm. me and so i did a lot of praying for it and this is the answer came god came up with so i thought okay might as well try let's go for yeah. it yeah let's go for it so but i still feel it in my heart that i need i need to yeah. be out there for some reason so. should the people the public the citizens of south dakota be allowed to bring amendments to vote or should that all be left up to the representatives no i think it should go to the people i mean i want the people to make as many decisions as possible um you can't they they can't make decisions everything we'd have it'd be chaos and they wouldn't get through because you'd have to wait for an election every time but no i you know important like amendment c they should be able to choose um if they if they want to be the 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 majority vote or more than the majority that's asking for the sixty percent, mm-hmm. but yes, I think it should be up to the people, the voice of the people. So should it be just a straight majority, or do we need to have it to be super for some of these things? My feeling is it needs to be super because, um, especially when you're talking about adding taxes or and that's just what Amendment C is for is just for taxes or high you know items like ten million dollars or more. I don't want a simple majority. Um, voting on that because when you stop and think about it the majority of the people don't vote and so if you only get like a 20 percent voter turnout that's not very many and so if you've got even just half of those people voting on a major decision that's going to affect everybody i think the more people who can make that decision is better the um minimum wage increase that happened several years ago I think that was an amendment that was voted on. Yeah. Um, or it, it was a, I don't, you know, think I, don't it, I, I, I don't think it was an amendment to the constitution, but it was a, right. um, it, it, it was a, was it an initiative? People. Yeah, I believe it was. Something I like think it. so. I don't remember. Um, I'm sorry. Should that kind of thing also be a more than a majority for that kind of a decision to be made? Cause I mean, at that point, you know, a simple majority, I believe, um, dictated what businesses have to pay at the bottom end for everyone right should that be something that would like should everything coming to vote have to require a uh, you know that's a good question and i haven't done enough study on that to really answer that truthfully um on one hand it sounds like yeah i want more than just half plus one to decide what's going to happen mm-hmm. in my life and in my business and everything. Um, on the other hand, we have to decide what's important for all that. Um, I know like when in the appropriations out in pier, they have to have a 67%, you know, so they have to have the vast majority. <clears throat> right. So that. the representatives <clears throat> that represent the people right, have, that's what, have to reach a threshold. So exactly. shouldn't then the people that want to bring 
a vote across the board. It sure sounds logical, doesn't it? I well, think it, it, does, it seems but... like it should be the same as what the representatives have to work right, within. Right, right. Right. Well, even that out, whatever yeah. that looks like. Uh, for every issue? I don't know. I, I'd have to study that more before I'd give a definite answer on that. Because I mean, if it's not, then at some point we do have mob rule. Right. Right? Right. I mean, if, if it's, you know. Yeah. You just get bare, You just get over that threshold and you're good. Yeah. So whatever that amount of people. And you're right that if it's, you know, if you only get 25% voter turnout, all you need is half of that. Right. Well, that's not a lot of people. That isn't a lot of people. I was talking to a guy in Sioux Falls. Um. And the Sioux Falls School District, their board, I think the I think he said the voter turnout was four percent of the population. <gasps> four. I know. For the city of Sioux Falls. Yeah. For their school board. Are you kidding? Yeah. So so what that says is they <laughs> two or three percent of the voting population decided on exactly who's gonna run that. And that's not a small that's not a small and thing. I'm I'm saying it's more than two or three percent. Who complain about it? Yeah, get out and vote. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I was mayor of uh, Bryant for eight years, and I really enjoyed that. You know, dabbling into that government <clears throat> area, but it always it always would burn my toast the next day after the the council meeting the night before, sitting around coffee, and they're complaining about the vote last night. And I said, "Where were you twenty four hours ago mm-hmm. before we had the vote?" I said, "This is not the time to complain about it." Mm-hmm. You were not at that meeting last night. We can't change it now. So do you think that, well, what is the reason that you think keeps people from attending those meetings? Do they even know about them? Do do they not realize that it happened? Is it a a priority thing? Uh, Is it communication? You know, um, maybe a little bit of everything. We have to post the agenda. Where? uh, uh, It's designated either in uh, at the city office Okay. Uh, a lot of if they know ahead of time, they can be they can put it in the paper. Some towns, I mean, it varies in in towns, mm-hmm. but it's it's legal. It's a legal thing that you have to post it within uh, at least twenty four hours in advance. Now, most of them have posted them like on on the doors on Friday when the meetings on Monday, or they post them on Monday and the mm-hmm. meetings on Wednesday. Um, you can call the office and say what's on the agenda this week. Do you think in the modern world that we're in that there should be more of a drive to educate the citizens? I mean, in reality, educate the people that are paying the bill of these communities um, on on these issues and on the fact that just so you're aware, we uh, we do have a meeting. Just a reminder, we have another meeting here and we encourage everyone to show up. Um, Should there be a change in the communication methods or at least a, an expansion of them uh that's happening right now because of the social media because of um online and internet a lot of them a lot of uh government entities are actually posting online so mm-hmm. they do they do have the agendas out there but the the legal requirement is still pretty minimal correct right it just has to be posted publicly mm-hmm. within a certain amount of time ahead right. of time now there also has to be interest on the part of the citizen I mean, I'm not going to shove it down somebody's throat if they're not interested. It's, it's, it's a, it's a two way. It's a give, a give and take here too. That, um, yes, I think we should have it out there. I think we should be talking about it before the meeting starts. This is what we're going to be talking about. Um, so talk about it at Monday morning coffee when you have a Wednesday night meeting. Mm-hmm. That's what you've got to do. But the citizens also have to be aware of asking what's going on. 
not instead of not just me telling you, asking me what's going on. What about this? Who's going to be talking about this? Are we talking about the pool? Are we talking about raising taxes? Are we mm-hmm. talking about fixing the streets? I mean, that's like, like at the city level. But um, and theoretically, though, that com- that communication has to be blatantly two way. Absolutely. Correct? Absolutely. And so so in, in, and the door has to be fr- from the the city elected side. Mm-hmm. They've got to be more open and more available than the other way around, I right. would presume. Right. Like to, to me, it makes more sense that the elected person has to be more open mm-hmm. than the citizen that lives down the corner. Right. Well, that too, I, um, it's, it's hard to say everybody's got a responsibility mm-hmm. in communication. Yeah. I can't just come and tell you all the time. You've got to be able to ask me. Well, you never told me that. Right. Well, you didn't ask. Right. You know, it's, it's a two way there. But yes, I think the I think the elected officials need to be out there and um, bringing those topics up and say, "Hey, did you know this? Or what's your opinion about that?" And that's that's how I'm looking at it too. As I run for this office, I'm not going out there with my own agenda. I'm wanting to talk to the people and say, "Hey, what's important to you? Mm-hmm. What do you need me to do out there? What do you what are you asking? What, what do you think needs to be?" worked on what do you like what do you not like i mean tell me what you like to nobody likes to hear everything that's wrong what do you as you wander about district four what are you hearing as the what's coming to the top as priorities basically what's priorities right now um education is a big deal and having been a teacher for 30 years that's near and dear to my heart what, too what does that mean because i mean Funding, ed, ed, education is broad right funding for education funding for the teachers funding for um programs within the schools um i know they're they're reworking on the social study standards um i'm not really in depth with that i haven't done much studying with that so i'm I'm not sure where they're at with that but um anything that deals with our kids you know kids and families is more money the answer no no i don't think so do we should we cut back on it no what are you gonna do with the money what are you going to do with the money? That's what I want to mm-hmm. know. What are you going to do with the money? I'll give you more money if you can tell me what should be done with it or how you're going to apply it. Um, uh, I, I'd i rather um, educate than mandate. You know, I just yeah. teach them instead of, you got to do this. You're going to do this. No, this is why you want to do this. Do you see any imbalance at all in the thinking of money in, in education in district four is there an imbalance in where that's allotted like is it administration heavy is it teacher heavy um or is it balanced properly honestly craig i haven't done a lot of studying on that to really know mm-hmm. exactly how the budget plays out so i'm not i i don't even want to attempt to answer that i mean i don't want to be wrong and so i i'd need to do that but uh I honestly don't know. I know um, the six percent increase that the teachers, many of the schools got, was was a good shot in the arm for a lot of them. Did, really did it all go to teachers, or did it go to admin staff? Do you know? You know what? That I'm not sure if it was just it, if it was all staff mm-hmm. or if it was all teachers. That I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> Should I'm just go down this road? Should athletics be prioritized like they are in education? Um, athletics is very important Um, prioritizing them over uh, education no I don't think so because 
10 years from now, even though you learn a lot on the athletic fields and being in athletics, um, 10 years from now, 20 years from now as adults is, is that how much is the, the, the basketball court going to play in their life as opposed to the classroom? Mm -hmm. There needs to be a balance there. I, I'm not against athletics, so I don't, I hope nobody takes that away. Right. But as far as putting all our eggs in one basket, as far as, you know, Mm -hmm. all our basketballs in one basket. No, no, I don't think so. There needs to be a happy medium but that doesn't mean equal is fair and fair is equal either right um should there be a ban on firearms on school property um if you put a ban on firearms that does that mean does that mean then the school resource officer doesn't get to carry one i would presume they would be have a carve out yeah, just you, like you police officers so. get a carve out, and yeah. the, you know. Right. I know a few years ago when I was still teaching, they were talking about having um, designated, for lack of a better word, marshals mm-hmm. in the school, different teachers, and allowing them to have a gun in the desk if they felt so compelled to. As um, a teacher, what do you think about that? That scared the heck out of me. Really? It did. It did. Um, I have. I had a few colleagues at the time, which. I know would have protected me and the other staff members, but certainly the kids with with um, with a gun. Um, they were National Guard members, and so they weren't afraid to use it. They'd been trained in it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want somebody like me who is just scared and having a gun in my in my desk drawer, even though I'd have been trained on it. I mean, just I just yeah. don't want to carry one in there. Um, Number one, I don't carry a gun like that because I don't. I'm not sure if I would ever could use it, you know. And and I think that's wise. One instructor I had years ago, he said, unless you are prepared mentally, in the event that you need to use it to use this thing, don't ever bring it out. Right. Don't exactly. Carry it. Yeah. And my it's just wor- to be prepared. Right. And my worry would be also, although it would be locked up and in a case and in a locked drawer. Um, but then at that point, is it useful? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And for fear that the kids would get into it. Mm-hmm. Now the kids, you know, I would let the kids in my desk, but you never know. I right. mean, I, yeah. I just, there's too many what ifs there. So rather than a more of a saying, cause I've heard some people say, uh, we need to mandate this in, you know, mandate the teachers carry. That's silly to me, but should there be a removal of the ban maybe of firearms on campus? You know, I think so too. There's gotta be, there's gotta be, Rules and guidelines in place. Um, I don't. Did did that mandate consider everybody carrying one? I mean, is that I I don't remember how it how it well, well how it was I, written. I, examples I've heard are, you know, you you basically, you know, a certain percentage of the teachers would be. Um, I deputized is the wrong right. word, but, but, but kind, I know kind of mean. established yeah. as yeah. these are the ones that yeah. are you know right. they're trained and they right. are armed. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing either, but, you know, in the wake of what happened in Texas and, you know, what's going on in the news right now with different shootings around, is it appropriate to remove the gun-free zone, in quotes, or expand it? Like, make more areas where you can't, you know, to try to keep these people away with weapons. Right. On one hand, I refuse to live in fear. So that's one reason why I don't carry a gun. I shoot a gun, but I don't carry it with me because 
I'm not afraid that when I step out of my car, somebody's going to kill me. I'm not afraid that when I go shopping, somebody's going to barricade the door and shoot all the shoppers. When I walk back into the school to be a substitute teacher or to go take pictures for my business or whatever, um, I'm not afraid that somebody's going to come in there. I know it could happen, but I'm not living in fear. I refuse to do that. Um, so what was your question? <laughs> no, just, just should, should, no, I don't know if the ban, schools I don't know if ban. the ban should be taken. There has to be a lot of research, and there's got to be guidelines, and um, just think of the what if before they do that, before they do either make either decision. Mm-hmm. And I think it should be up to each school. I don't think the state should come down and say, all right, Millbank, you have to mm-hmm. you have to have this ban. Just like everybody in New Underwood has to have this ban. Never everybody in Phillip, everybody in in at Hamlin, everybody I don't think the state has a right to say you this is what your school is going to do. I think you, every school so it should be in the local board. It should control. be a local board decision mm-hmm. with a lot of input from the teachers. I don't think the board and I don't I would hope that the board wouldn't make decisions without t- discussing it mm-hmm. with the teachers and the parents first. Yeah. Should our schools be locked down hard? Um, well, uh, what do you mean by hard? Uh, well, where <clears throat> like no one's allowed in or out unless they are approved, authorized, always. Right now, the school I I am in the Hamlin School District, mm-hmm. and I sub there occasionally. Like I said, I go there to to sub. I go there to visit with the different people, to business, whatever. And I have to I have to push a button before, and they'll unlock the door for me. Mm-hmm. And they know me, and so yes, they're automatically let me in. Um, but as far as somebody who they don't know, I'd have to ask them to see what they do. But we have to ring to get in, mm-hmm. whether they know well, me in, or not. in town here, that's the way it is yep. too. Yep, oh. which is unfortunate because mm-hmm. I loved it when the when the school was open and we could have visitors. But I understand why it is the way it is. I do. Are, are we conditioning a generation of new, new adults as they come up through the school system um, to kind of live in fear when we do that? Are, are are we can are, are we kind of having them ed, be educated in a I don't want to call it a prison but a quasi kind of well, uh, prison environment? Um, you know that that is a really good question. I think they're going to get used to it. Are they going to get uh, calloused by? I don't yeah. know. Well, well, I'd will that cause I, them harm later in life? You know, I would hope not. I would like to say the word cautious instead of fear. Mm-hmm. You know, make them aware of their surroundings. I don't care if you're in school. I don't care if you're out shopping. I don't care if you're riding the bike, your bike to the park. Be aware of your surroundings. Pay attention. For a for a nine year old, uh, yeah, paying attention isn't that isn't that uh, easily done? Mm-hmm. I get it, but they can still be taught to pay attention. And I think maybe that's if we can teach them. That's why we're shutting the we're locking the doors now. When they come in and out, the doors are open. When they get off the right. bus, so they right. don't they yeah, don't they don't have, have to buzz in, right? Correct. So I don't think they're feeling that uh, the parents more so than the mm-hmm. than the kids would be. So, and I'm glad that that is because I think it would make them nervous, thinking that they're locked in. Well, yeah. you can always get out. It's okay. You can always get out. But who who is the first? That that is true. The out is always open. Yeah. Um. Who is the most responsible for educating children? Ooh, I don't think there's anybody that's most responsible. Um, it's a little bit of um, 
Well, everybody's responsible for them. Parents, I think, are it's still on the parents. Like, are they top top of the heap? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, one hundred percent responsible. No, it, it's it's like the old adage: it takes a village to raise a child. So I always looked at right, uh, educating a child as a three-way thing. It was the parents, it was me as the teacher, and it was the student. We all have responsibility. Mm-hmm. Or it, take me out of it and say the school. But we all have to work together. You were in uh, the classroom for how long? Over 30 years. Yeah. What changed over 30 years? Um, or how did it change? Parents changed, attitudes changed. I think with with society changes, social media changes. I'm not going to put it on. I think a lot of things are are social media is blamed for a lot of things. Appropriately, not always, not always. Uh, it's got a good place, mm-hmm. um, but I think a different society in its own. I think there's a lot more parents that are working, and they're gone. Kids are left to their. Um, uh, own responsibilities, and sometimes that doesn't work. Um, Is that because society's kind of worked itself into requiring two incomes? Very likely. Oh, very likely. Right. Yeah. So is is school in its kind of a bigger picture uh, daycare as much as its education, especially at the younger ages? I think for some parents there are. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Because then they don't have to pay for daycare, and now with the daycare situation the way it oh, is, man. oh man, I I feel I feel so bad for the young parents who have to try to find somebody take care of their kids. And um, I was very fortunate and didn't have to go through that. But mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, it's I know it. It's never one answer. It's never one element. One. It's never one variable that's going to change it all. It really isn't. And, and you know that in any situation, mm-hmm. yeah. really. Should the... Um, I've heard a fair amount of people pushing toward removing the grade system that's in school. And so you, rather than having grades, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what you have, but you just take that away because then it allows kids to maybe learn at a, at, at a pace that's appropriate to them. What are your thoughts on... Because uh, as education has progressed um, over the last few decades, it's really gotten, from my perspective, um, it, it's all about everyone progressing together at the same rate. Mm-hmm. And so when I've talked to other teachers, especially some of the younger ones, and I'm curious to know your thoughts on this, um, that they are trained to make sure the kids can pass the tests together so that they can move on appropriately because if if the kids aren't all moving on together then that looks bad on the teacher is is that did you experience any of that no not really there are certain disciplines that allow that i believe it's the montessori schools yeah. you know and so there are though there are those areas that if that's important to you as a parent that you might want to look into. I don't know how many Montessori schools we have around here. I don't think a whole lot, but... Um, I know of two in the state. I'm sure there's a couple is that what more, it is? but I only know of one in Pierre and one in Sioux Falls. Sure, sure. That sounds logical. That sounds logical. Um, you know, I... I 
looking at it two ways. Yes, I think a, a child should be able to learn um, on their own time because not everybody can learn it in two or three lessons. Sometimes we have to keep repeating that. And um, and it's the depth of knowledge that we really have to be concerned with. And so sometimes that depth of knowledge doesn't always come as soon for one student mm-hmm. as it does for the other. So um, it's it's a hard thing to tackle. Instead of saying we shouldn't have grades, there's got to be some way to say, yep, you passed this, you passed this. Mm-hmm. Um, how you do that, I am, I'm not sure. Because you've got to consider that before you say, let's get rid of this. Yeah. Should we go through a, to a 12-month program instead of nine or 10, whatever we have? Um, I know I know of families. Um, of, uh, I have good friends who had their, their children in year-round school. Mm-hmm. I, on one hand, believe that's okay because I, as a teacher, when we have the, you know, the nine-month thing, I know where the kids stopped where they were at in May, you come back in they're August not there. and they lost it. <laughs> yeah. They lost it. Um, Do you think if, if there was this, an, a rethink of the, the, the milestones in education, you know, so as, as you move on from first, second, third grade and, you know, on throughout 12, um, we tie that to an age and there's an age range. Mm-hmm. And if you're outside of that age range, if you're younger, well, then you're kind of a savant and you're, you know, you're better than the other kids because you're, you clearly are smarter than them. Yeah. Um, but if you maybe are a year longer, well, you're dumb. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not you're quite 19, with it. If you're exactly. 19 and still in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah you're, you're a dummy. Well, that's not true at all. No. If we really no. think about it. Oh um, man, I went through, I, 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 you know, I took the scenic route through college and, you know, went five years instead of four. Mm-hmm. So does that mean I'm, I'm dumb? No. No. I mean, I passed my classes. It's just that I did something different. Yeah. Yeah. So it, wouldn't it be wild to consider a an education system that did have milestones that you should meet, but no time limit on them? You know, other than there's got to be a top time because yeah, obviously you're not going to be there forever. But maybe when you're 12 and you reached a milestone that is, you know, I don't know, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, and then maybe in three months you were able to meet the next milestone that's the next grade. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? And and if you're going year round, you might be doing school for ten years, right, or eight years instead of twelve, right? That that's a that's a really interesting concept. Now, you oh, you always have to look at the budget. You know how much would it cost to do, go year round school? Can the can the um, will the teachers want to do that? Um, will the will the school board be able to? The district be able to afford that? Will the parents, mm-hmm. you know, because when you do the year-round school, from what I understand, they'll go for like for six weeks and then have three or four weeks off mm-hmm. and then like that. Yeah. So you do have time for the vacations or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the whole community has to change if you do that. Oh, yeah. It would be like, it'd be difficult to make that change. Right. But I'm just wondering, I wonder how that would be for the children, since that really is the point. Right. Um. I don't know if it would, that'd be very interesting, but I think the information would be right in front of them all the time. But yeah, I, you know, I like the, the tracking. I don't know how we would do it as a public school that that'd have to be a big study. And it would be a throw the, ba- it'd be the rip the box apart. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, they, yeah. And that'd be hard for a it lot would of be people. No, it, it's beyond thinking outside the box. You just got rid <laughs> yeah, of the whole box. Gone, right. The box is gone. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, um, you know, never say never. It, it'd be mm-hmm. an interesting concept to consider. Yeah, but one of the, the the problems I have in my own head is I try to pick apart every process that we do. 
uh, especially if it's, well, that's just how we've done it for generations. Okay, great. Yeah, why? Yeah. Right. If yeah. we need to go back 10 generations to figure out why they did it's like the old, the, the story that you know, you're making Thanksgiving meal and you get there and you cut the ham in half and exactly. you put it. I was just why? thinking that same thing. Well, that's what grandma used to do. Well, yeah. where's grandma? Go ask her. So get grandma. Grandma, why did we cut the ham in half? Well, because back when I did it, I could only afford a small pan and that's what fit. Yeah. Well, for crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I heard they like the same thing. You cut it in half because my pan wasn't big yeah. enough. Yep. Exactly. So, I mean, I would love to revisit all of the, the traditions that we have. Mm-hmm. And some of them are probably phenomenal need to stay. Right. But right. there are some that probably don't. I just, I'm a, I'm a why person too. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm not saying if I don't understand it, it's wrong mm-hmm. because that, that's with a lot of people. I don't understand it. So it must be, right. it must not be right. No, help me understand. I'm going to ask you why. Justify this. Oh, okay. Now I understand. Mm-hmm. That works. Okay. Let's go with that. But um, and then if you can't tell me why, well, just because that's the way we've always done it. Yeah. Um, not a good answer. Well, not a good answer. I think in order to really do that too, you have to have the a good defined goal of the program. Right. And so then we can say, all right, here's our goal. Here's our mission, our vision and values. The things that we now do, do they meet that goal? And if they don't, it's not because they're bad things. It's they don't meet the goal. Right. And you've got teachers. It's nothing where personal. You've got teachers at every level, at the local level, every grade level, the state level, district, whatever. They're analyzing that all the time. They really are. The good educators mm-hmm. are constantly, they've got their 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 thumb on the on the pulse <clears throat> of the whole thing. What can make it better for our kids. Yeah. And so that's already happening. We've got, oh man, Craig, we've got some awesome educators in this district and in this state. I am so, I am so proud and so blessed to be in that group of, of people because we do have, we, I mean, everybody is, you know, is proud of their own area, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a proud South Dakota educator. I really am. We've got some great stuff going on here. Awesome. Um, should there be sales tax on food? If there isn't, how are we going to uh, cover that that uh, deficit in income? I'm not all, I'm not always for taxes, but if you take away a tax, our budget is based on that money that's coming in, and we can't have it. I mean, it's against the Constitution to go in the hole. We have to balance our budget in the state of South Dakota. So if we don't have that that food on tax then how are we going to cover it? I know we have a surplus right now, but what if that surplus surplus um, is depleted? What's the surplus from? Because isn't it 60% of our budget comes from the federal government? Uh, I'm not sure what the, the number is. Yeah, I'm not sure what that number is. But uh, but we've gotten, you know, because of our conservatism, and we've um, South Dakota is very frugal and very fiscally responsible about their money. And so I think being able to, they, they took care of the money. And so that, that's made us, you know, given us a little extra, you know, in the coffers. And that's fine. But there might be, there might be an, an emergency or whatever happens when you have to spend the extra money. So if we take the sales tax away, how are we going to continue supplying that budget money? Where, where else? It's got to come from somewhere else because we have to have the money in the budget because we can't, we can't go in the red because property taxes are increasing like crazy Mm -hmm. in South Dakota. Yes. In the last couple of years, it's been ridiculous. Um, 
So that, I mean, they're raising that tax. The The question I've heard is on, like Minnesota does, on um, non-prepared foods. No, it's no sales tax. So, you know, if I drive to Ortonville, which is 10 miles away, and buy lettuce at that grocery store, there's no sales tax on that lettuce. Right. If I drive, stay here in town, there's sales tax on that right. the head of lettuce. Right. Um, that the, the argument from the, the side that wants it gone is that that harms the poor. I mean, it hurts everyone equally, but it harms the poor because they're, they don't have as much resource to pay that. And so they shouldn't have to do that. I can see that. I can see that argument. You're right. On the other hand, we don't have an income tax. And those other states that you're talking about have income taxes. Mm-hmm. And so um, anything that's going to lead us toward an income tax, I am not for. And if we take away the food tax now, it's going to be hard to put it back on if we think, okay, it's either put the food back, tax back on or income tax. Um it, it's a tough question. It, it's a challenging question, and, and I haven't studied it that much, so I don't mean to be wishy-washy about it, but I'd rather not make a statement and not, and not have the facts and the figures and the knowledge behind it mm-hmm. to do that. Um, gas prices are ridiculous. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Try campaigning <laughs> for, for two <laughs> months cow. and driving a big vehicle. It's like, I can't yeah. imagine. Oh, man. In the last two days in this town, it's increased 20 to 30 cents. Yep. It did. And you, and where you it guys did Brian too. Right? Yep, it didn't Brian too. That is, I mean, it's ludicrous. Uh, I just in April, I um, as my business as a photographer, I went to Florida to photograph a wedding, and so we took the family and it, it extended the trip so we could go, um, be in Florida for a couple of days, and at that point, I was able. This is mid-April. I was able to keep every gas I bought from here down to Florida and back under four bucks. Mm-hmm. Some places I it was over that and I said, We're just gonna cry, we're gonna keep moving. Yeah. And we made it to yeah. you know, three ninety eight or whatever. Yep. Um I get home, it's three ninety nine. And then it's like, all right, we're still good. Overnight, four nineteen. Yep. Today or yesterday, I drove by the gas station. Today's June third, yesterday the second, um, four thirty nine. I know it. I know it. Yeah, it, we were in we were in same situation. We were in um, Arizona in March for a wedding. Excuse me. Drove down, drove back, and you just saw creeping yeah. up. And the same stations that we stopped at going down, yeah. we're now when we're coming back, we're going, "Holy cow! Mm-hmm. We were only gone for ten days." You yeah. know. But, Is there anything um, South Dakota can do internally to stop to help that? You should, know, I don't should know. there be a gas tax holiday to help people not? Just hemorrhage money right now. You know, I don't know about that. That that's a that's really basically on a federal situation. I think we need to keep at. Um, Isn't there state tax built into the gas price? Yeah, there is. I think. Yeah, there should there should be because that's what pays for the roads. Right, but again, another thing is, um, you take that take that uh, that holiday. Again, we're it's a catch twenty two. So what are we going to do with how are we going to make up that money if we don't have that? You we know, make it temporary. Yeah. I, you know, again, I, I, like I said, I hate throwing this. I haven't studied that, uh, but I, but I haven't, I really haven't. And I know that's something that I'm going to have to look at because that is important to the people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all buying gas. Yeah. Well, in I get South it. Dakota, you have to drive. I get that. Yeah. And, I, and, 
you know, I'm a farm family. We're also paying mm-hmm. on diesel. Oh, man. Holy cow. Yeah. You know, that that's just, I mean, that about makes you cry. Mm-hmm. It really does. Um, you know, I don't know about that. I really, I really don't know about that. So we'll have to see. Is what's happening in the federal government and, you know, the border down in the Mexico, is that stuff that South Dakota legislators should be worried about? Um, worried? I don't know about worried. I haven't talked about talked to a lot of the current legislators about it. I know we should be aware of it. I know we should be concerned with it. We are not getting a lot of the... Uh, I know we have some illegal aliens here. I, I know that for a fact. Um, our governor is um, very adamant about not having a lot of them shipped into here. Like a lot of the other states, are, they're being bused mm-hmm. to different states. And she said, nope, we're not doing that. I agree with that. I agree with that, her stance on that. Um, I think we need to be aware of what's happening because what happens in one state effectively will be the ripple effect and it'll it'll affect all of us at, at some point. Right. So, yeah. So, but as far as worried, I don't, I don't want to worry. I want to be concerned. I'm going to be cautious and then move on, you know, move whatever direction accordingly with that one. Is South Dakota inclusive or exclusive? Regarding? People. On one hand, I think we're very inclusive because we're inviting people to come here. Come on. You know, enjoy our way of life. There's a lot of people that want to be us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, talking in the last few years with with folks outside of the state, um, th- uh, they love our state. They love the freedoms that we're still allowed to have. Um, they like our way of life. They like our friendliness. You know, we're a beautiful state aesthetically. This is, I mean, and I think this area, right, we're at District Four, has got to be one of the most beautiful in the whole state. And I, I've lived here all Unless my life. you like mountains. Unless you like mountains, <laughs> which I'm a flatlander. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. I'm a I'm born and bred flatlander. And, but I do love the mountains. Yeah. I love to go visit. I don't want to live there. That's okay. There's <laughs> enough people that want to live in the in the mountains. I'm I'm all for the Black Hills and everything. But let me let me stay here. I'm good. Um, you like roads that don't turn. <laughs> I, right, right. I had a friend tell me one time, he said, well, I know why you don't like to live in the hills because you can't go 80 miles an hour around curves. You know, or I can do that on the flatland. That's land, true. Which right. I'm not saying I do. I'm not admitting that to any sheriff that's listening to this. So, um, um, inclusive. And we can go 80 on the interstate, okay? We can go 80. That's, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. 80 on the interstate. <laughs> yeah. Um, exclusive. Are you talking about excluding people? Sure. Um, I'd like to say we're not. I think I'd like to say we have a heart for everybody and we accept everybody. Um, I know there's places that probably don't. I'm not living in this Pollyanna world where everything's rosy and wonderful and everybody's just, you know, hugging and loving everybody. You know, I'd like to say we're more of the hugging everybody and accepting of everybody, but we're not. But I'm, I think I think we're more so than a lot of places from what I understand. But again, I'm getting some of my information from the news and I'm sorry, that's that's a lot of negativity there that um, I don't always want to accept. And so <laughs> right. I shut it off. I shut it off. I don't listen to the news a lot anymore just yeah. because I, I can't deal with that. But 
Um, I think we're a little of both. And I'm hoping we're more inclusive than exclusive. What are your thoughts on abortion? Every child is a gift from God. No matter what? Yep, I think so. God doesn't make mistakes. And I don't know why he would send children um, to parents who don't want them. I don't know that. Um, I've never been in the case of incest or rape to have gotten pregnant in that way. So that's a difficult question because I think the mothers, the mother and the father are both um, should be concerned in a situation like that. Um, or, you know, a, in an unwanted pregnancy, whether, you know, even if it wasn't a, in a, a case of, of um, crime like that. Um, but who's going to fight for the baby? I, you know, like I said, I've got, I've got kids, I've got grand, a uh, grandson, um, beautiful, um, young people in my family. I was a teacher. I can't imagine any one of them not being here because of an abortion. It's a tough question. It's a tough question. I've known people to have abortions, um, good people. They weren't bad people, bad women to have an abortion. Um, that was their decision at the time. Um, I know a few of them have regretted that ever since. It, it's not a black and white situation. It is not a black and white answer to a black and white question. Um, but but my bottom line is, uh, again, every child is a gift from God, and we'll have to figure out what to do if when if a baby is um, to be born into a world. Uh, there's adoption. Um, Should there be a point of no return that's established and consistent across the board? As far as having an abortion? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whether it's allowed or not after a certain time or oh, ever? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I don't think there should be, you know, an abortion. I just, I, you know, I am not in favor of abortion. Would you be in favor of banning them? Banning an abortion? Mm-hmm. Making it actually illegal, criminally? Criminally? Um, well, it, it's criminal it, it, to take a one-month baby and just kill it. That, right. That's a crime. Right. If, if it's been born. Or before, or after sure. it's been conceived. Well, okay. I, I mean, I, if, I, if I have a one month old, you know, we call one right. month. Yes, you know, one month after birth. Right. Yeah. Uh, if I kill that baby, uh, that's, that's a murder. Crime. That's a cr- that's a crime. Even if I don't want it. That's right. Or I can't afford it, or I can't handle. That's it. right. That's right. So, what makes the difference if that that baby is one month after birth or one month before birth? It well, still and, has. A, and, but that's the question. Yeah. Should there be a it line that ha- is established and oh, consistent? I mean, to me, it, that's murder. Whether that baby is breathing on its own or still in the mother's womb, that baby has a heartbeat. That baby can feel that. I mean, that baby is a is a living little person. And just because it's outside the womb or in the womb, what difference does it make? To me, it's murder. You know. So. So would you be in favor of a law that said that? Yep, I would. Is there is there a, a, an early, like a, a so many weeks time frame that you'd be okay with establishing? I'd have to study that a little bit more. If is as long as there's not a heartbeat, uh, that's something to consider. But I'm not going to say yes because that baby is there. That baby is there. It's a it's a it's a person. So. Um, I mean, you're a mom. You have, you've had children. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So how do I look at my children? How do I look at my grandchildren? How do I look at your children and say? Oh yeah, I didn't want them, so I just got rid of them. They're not trash. They're not trash, you know. And, um, but yet I'm not in that situation either. To say, oh my gosh, there, there's so many other options, and it's it's such an emotional, emotional topic. Mm-hmm. It's not just physical. It's 
It's emotional. It's spiritual. It's um, philosophical. It's every. It hits every button, and it's there's no one easy answer. But there are legal reasons to end someone's life that exist in the law currently. Yes. Should those should there be legal reasons to end a life in utero? Um, Just like we do have them, you know. So if if someone is attempting to um, harm my family, uh, my wife, I am obligated and have legal protection to protect them at right. all costs. Right, right. And that may mean that someone has to die t- for me right. to protect their, their exactly. lives. Exactly. So we have some laws in place that do right. that after you're born. And we have capital punishment here. We can put, you know, a prisoner to death. Right. You know, so there's a situation too. So, but but should we establish or I guess extend some of those to include during pregnancy? Where, where there might be an instance where um, an abortion would not be classified as murder for whatever reason. Like so maybe say if, it the, was, if, the, if the baby has severe physical or you know the baby is not going to be... No, no, because I, I think if that were the case, then we would have to, when adults have an accident or get harmed and maybe they're... They lose part of their body. Right. It's like, well, they're really deformed. We'll just kill them now. Euthanasia. Well, we, oh, we can't do that. Euthanasia. I mean, right. Yeah. Right. That, that's outrageous. Or, you know, they're in a nursing home and they're just a burden on society. Right. We would never dream of eliminating them because, you know, they just have a sucky life. Right. Right. So how can we then do that for? Man, you got some tough questions. Good for you. I don't know. How do you do that? I'm at, yeah. I mean, that's a question I can't answer because I haven't studied it. And it's, it's, a, it's, you're right though. I mean, we can put a dog to sleep. If he's ailing, why can't we put somebody who is in severe pain and their quality of life is zero and they're just existing? Why can't we, why can't we relieve their pain? If a child, if, if, if we know a baby is going to have a horrible, horrible life because it's, you can tell, you know, uh, in utero that it's that it's deformed or it's going to have issues yeah why shouldn't we be able to take it i don't know i don't know and those are the tough questions those are the tough questions and and is it going to be subjective or objective you know you you read stories where somebody said that their baby wasn't they were told their baby wasn't going to live so maybe they want to get rid of it and here it was born and it's a happy healthy Mm -hmm. adult now i don't know we're messing with god here and and I don't know about you. I don't want to do that. So why can't we then establish at the at, at the law level um, a ban, an all out no? You cannot just by because of because of on a whim you can't have an abortion. Why 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 not make it black and white? Because it's not a black and white topic. Because it's just it, not, it, it yes is no. it is if you're if you are out of the womb, isn't it? It's pretty black and white. Well, yeah, but then it would be murder. So why? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, black and white. Black and white. Once that baby's been born, you're either going to murder it, correct, or let it live. Now, now, if if there's an 18 year old and he gets a gun and goes and starts shooting people, right, he has given up his right to live. I believe that. Yeah, right. That that is an extenuating circumstance. Right. That that right. that our law allows, and I think moral right. law allows. Right. For that person to have given up their right to sure. life to live, but a baby that oh I I can't take care of it or he cries all the time I just want to get rid of it. I don't I want my you know life back no you can't do that but right. uh, I I you know I don't know I don't know that that's a lot of discussion that you've got to we've got to talk about and you know listen to 
all the sides and I want to hear everybody's, you know, the experts side of it on both sides. That's a hard decision to make. But but doesn't it really come down to the, the reality that at this point in American culture, we don't have consistency even in the science world at least the science minds Mm -hmm. that says yes this is a life that holds the same equal value as these other lives we don't have that do we well it depends on whose perspective you're looking at that's what i mean the fact that but the fact that there are people who are equally credentialed Mm -hmm. that hold opposite views of that right how do we get past that or do we not? It's just, well, fine, we'll just have to go down. I don't the know. There's, it all comes down to communication and, and discussion and listening to each other, considering what each other has to say. I don't know how we do that. Should we remove emotion from it, from the discussion? Nope. I, I don't know how you could. It'd be easy to say, no, you can only, just, just the facts, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can because this is a, a very emotional topic. Mm-hmm. Very emotional. So I don't think you honestly can. I don't know how you, how you could. If we, as a society, go continue to allow abortion, do we need to expand that to all of life? Same criteria. I can see where that that topic would take you down that road. I don't know. You know, you can you can allow the if your if your loved one is. Um, lying in the hospital you can say go ahead and pull the plug that's legal you know do not do not resuscitate you know but that's when the person who is lying there near death has said do not resuscitate right it's got to come from them right yeah and if they can't do it then someone has to hold that power right 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 yeah so it's 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 certainly a tough topic yeah it really is it, it seems like it should be a lot easier if it's about life. Mm-hmm. If that's what it's about, mm-hmm. then it should be an easy discussion. Yeah. If it's about something else, then then I think that we can, right. you know, then the nuance comes in. Right. But if it's about life, the value of a life. But there's so, it, you know, you have one, it, it just branches out. You You can't just, it's not one little pinpoint it's it just ripples out from everything is there's so many other things involved with it mm-hmm. so it, it's a tough it's a tough question to answer yeah it really is so i don't care who you're asking i mean it's it's just tough yeah but um what do you do for fun other than play piano oh <laughs> other than play piano um Lately, it hasn't been a whole lot because I've been on the driving. campaign. <laughs> driving, yeah. Uh, but I do like to travel. I do like to, you know, drive around the state. I, d- I don't go internationally very much, but um, I do like to travel. I love to play bean bags. Yeah, really? summer's here. I love bags. I love bags. Yeah, but are you any good? Yeah, I got third place at the state fair one time. Wow, I did. Huh. So my son and I were partners, and we did pretty good. We did pretty good. That's kind of fun. But anybody can play that. So that that's why I really like it. Well, you know, anyone can throw a beanbag. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Whether they get it in the hole or not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, let's see. What else do I do for fun? I like photography, which is kind of a good thing because I'm, you know, uh, in well, journalism. Yes, so, yeah, newspaper. newspaper right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I love music. Love, love to go dancing. Um, uh, 
hanging out with friends. You know, I um, I don't have a lot of, oh, I know what I love to do, mow. I love to mow my lawn. I haven't uh, gotten to do that. Bush mower or rider? Oh, come on, not a push mower. I, come on, I don't know. <laughs> Something. I don't even mind trimming up though. When it trims it up, it looks pretty good. Yeah. But uh, nope, I just I find, okay, so I find like a relaxation in mowing. Are you a fan of a zero turn or not? Yes. Oh gosh, I gotta have a turn. You gotta have a zero turn. <laughs> I have too many trees not to have a zero turn. But uh, my my dad says he won't do it. He won't ride those. Oh really? Something he said. Something in his brain causes him to the the way they are controlled you know i just think it's funny it it took me a while to get used to that Mm -hmm. it really did because you know i'd always had tractor mower oh yeah and uh so and i didn't get to um use the swather when i was on the farm they wouldn't (laughs) let me use the swather so i didn't get used to that that movement but uh no i love them now yeah (laughs) yeah this winter when in middle of a one of the blizzards that we had and i just sat there just (sighs) and my husband goes What's the matter? What do you want to do? I said, I just want to mow. <laughs> I was like, well, honey, it's that's true. not going to happen. But you know, yes. thank, thanks for sharing. But yeah, uh, this uh, this winter was long. It was. Definitely. It just seemed like it mm-hmm. was, didn't it? Didn't yeah. it? But uh, so, uh, why should you be the choice on Tuesday? I should be the choice on Tuesday because of all my life experiences that I've had: um, being a teacher, being a small business owner, being an ag producer being a, a mayor, um, being living in com- the living in small communities all my life, being a volunteer in those communities. Um, those experiences have led me to where I am now with the knowledge and the common sense that I, I believe I have and so many other, you know, friends and family and people that I've met along the way just feel like I've got that common sense that needs to be in peer right now that I think we're lacking in some areas. Um, I love the people. I love the state. I, I can't imagine living anywhere else but in South Dakota. Um, and it just feels like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I, you know, I, I don't want to say God is telling me to do this. I mean, that that's not right. But I, I do feel these guidance that's saying, you know, you've got something to, you've got something to share, something in, I'm a servant leader. Um, I was a teacher, which I mean, and I, I've uh, got my master's degree and educational leadership, meaning I, I I can be a part of the people's lives without telling them what to do. I want to, I want to help them um, be better people. Live in a we've got a great state, but we can always get better. And I want to maintain the maintain our way of life, and maybe fix maybe it needs to be fixed. Maintain what doesn't need need to be fixed. But I'm not going out with any personal agenda. That's not what I'm going. It's not about me. It's about the people of this district. And I, you know, I just want to be there to help them. Is it government's responsibility to keep us healthy? At some point, it's your own responsibility to keep yourself healthy too. But I don't think the government should allow things that are going to hurt you. So, do you have something specifically in mind? COVID um, comes down to. Um, Again, you make your own choice there. I, I don't think... Should the government have the ability to say, you can't leave, you have to stay home, you can't shop, you can't eat nope. in a restaurant? Nope. Nope. I think, again, we need to educate instead of mandate. You may want to say, you know, here's a situation. If if you do this, this might happen. But you know what? You're smart enough to make your own decisions in, in a lot of these situations. And so, no, I don't think I don't think the government should, should say... You gotta, uh-uh, 
So would you be on the side of, of, um, the group of legislators that stopped some of the legislation that was wanting to be pushed through in 2020 that would have allowed the secretary of health to have some much more jurisdiction and power in South Dakota. There's a little bit more to that story than that's what's being told from my understanding. Um, and so you're not getting the whole story on that situation. I would not have been with that group that claims to have, have stopped the legislation. Um, and so, no, I, I was with the governor on, on all that in, in which she, she was just saying, here's a situation, you make the decision. Um, there were some, some words that were included in some of her executive orders that were directives. Right. Le- legal directives. There, there were, um, I, from what my understanding, and I did not, I did not read her legal order. So I will, I will preface by saying that. However, I know it was, um, it entailed other areas and not so much the whole state. I know specific um, cities were wondering if they should shut down their cities, and um, the mayor, the mayors of those um, um, cities. Uh, um, didn't know whether they should make the decision or the governor should make the decision. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think there was a discussion regarding that. But uh, no. Um, there were shall words used. And yeah. in, in the legal sense, should and shall are right. very different. Right. Should is, here's a suggestion. Yeah. You know, shall based means, on information, yeah. here's what you should be doing. Yeah. Fine. I can choose then at that point. Right, right. A shall word is a directive that has legal implication. Yeah. yeah. And there were specific things, you know, especially in 2020-18, her executive order. Yeah. Um, th- there were some shall words. You shall stay home. You shall wash your hands often, which I, I think is silly for right. a government to even say. Right. Really? I, an, an elected person? No, and I mean, I, I followed Minnesota's government all day long during this too, because from my perspective on the border mm-hmm. between South Dakota and Minnesota, and I've got family in Oregon still, it was phenomenal the difference. Oh yeah. In 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 what was being communicated mm-hmm. to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, across the, the border in right. Minnesota was um absolute directive. Right. I mean, I, I've got a photographer friend who he was not legally allowed to turn his open sign on in his home studio that is outside in an old barn he's converted where he would have one person at a time maybe right it was illegal for him to open turn the open sign on we never had that here and i appreciate that right as a as a business owner i i loved that but when i when i read some of these orders that said shall and when it came to shall do certain things Mm -hmm. one of them was stay home um you couldn't go on a cruise ship you know you shall not go on a cruise ship (laughs) It it it, fe- it felt overreachy. It's like, why would you, as as the government, have any say in that? Right now, it should say should all day long. Right. Yeah, it's suggested. You're right. I did not read the directive. I have not uh, spoken spoken um, in depth with the governor on that uh, that that piece that mm-hmm. she wrote. Um, so I can't should, honestly should a governor, no matter who they are no matter what party they're part of, have the ability to lock people down in their home, in community, in a state. Is, is, is that an appropriate position? Never say never, but in um, 
I suppose there would be a, a situation where maybe they should if it was an emergency situation. And COVID looked like an emergency situation. I'm not taking anything away from that. Um, but as far as if if you want to address the COVID situation, no, I don't. I don't think any governor in any state should say, you know, you're not smart enough to make your own decisions for your own family. What about weather? You know, because we have, you know, we just had crazy weather storms right. come through the last few right. weeks, um, where some towns are destroyed, right, from tornadoes and yeah. crazy straight winds. Um, you know, go- governor governments have the ability to order evacuation. Mm-hmm. You know, during certain things. I know sure. on the West Coast where they have fires, there are times when, I mean, you are ordered to pack a bag and be ready because when you get to this next level, we're going through town at the point of a gun, removing people because we want you to not be burned up. See, so, I don't think that's right. But... Well, perhaps, but yeah. there is that ability on those kinds of things. So I guess there probably would, there should be something, right. maybe. But then on the other hand, too... Um, yeah, you know, like we shut down, you know, the governor orders or the the state transportation orders the interstates to be shut down. The gates come down. You're not going. Right. You're not going by there. Yeah. Okay. So now it's against the law. If you go around that barricade mm-hmm. that because you're putting other people in you know, um, the first responders in in a bad situation. If too, you get stuck. Out if there. you get stuck out there. And so so then if you go down that road. If freedom is important mm-hmm. and the ability to freely move about, yeah. unfettered by government, um, should that person, if you go past the barrier, you're uh, you're actually on your own. Right. There will be no one coming to get you. But go for it if you want to. We're telling you you shouldn't. Right. But if you do, it's not criminal. You just may not get rescued. Right. It's your choice. If you want to take that risk, I guess that's what you're going to do. Should, should that be how that is rather than a, an actual criminal offense? Or, or would people not follow it if it was just a suggestion? You know, I'd like to say people got, you know, especially in South Dakota, have enough common sense to realize if the barrier's down, uh, yeah, that's going to say that's bad because we don't put the barriers down until it gets bad. Right. You know, we're not putting it down because there's been a weather watch. We put it down because there's been enough vehicles right. stuck that we right. can't see. Yeah. And so that is for their own protection there because we may not know what's down the road that way. But if, yeah, if you want to go around the barrier, go for it and see what happens. But don't expect anybody to come looking for you anytime soon, you know, because you were warned. We have other people who are, you know, who need the help because they, they were paying attention and still got, got you know, in a bad situation. Yeah. Should we have, should we be required to put a license plate on the front of our vehicles? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I asked this to a bunch of people. That's funny. That's a funny. It irritates I like, me. You know what? I you don't like it. No. Why? Well, some cars aren't designed for it, and so they right. have to yeah. retrofit it, and that's terrible. I, I don't know. Want to I do bet. That. I bet so. Yeah. And they're ugly. <laughs> hey, like we've had some good looking. We used to have some good looking license plates, and now I'm not so sure. But <laughs> <laughs> they didn't ask me to design right. one, so I guess I'd. What am I going to do? But. Um, I, that doesn't make any difference to me. I guess in one in one respect, I think it's a good thing because if you have to take down a license plate number, uh, if you're meeting a car or something and you can't get it until they pass you, well, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I guess I never thought about it. But. Okay, well, 
<laughs> of all the things I've fun. had to worry about, Craig, license plates on the front of my car has not been the top of the list. I, I now you're going to make me think about it, though. Go. Now every time I yep. see a car, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, mate, what, do I, I, what do I look for? I yeah. was in Kansas. They don't require them on the front. Mm-hmm. I don't believe Florida does. So it can't be a population issue. No, I don't. Because, you know, the, I, well, I you know, yeah. we got to keep track. So should did you ever ask why they do in south dakota no i'm, oh. I'm trying to I've, I've asked people that are in oh. in the legislature but they don't know i'd oh. have to go to the transportation department i'm sure and probably go back it's back to years. The, it's back to the ham it's back exactly, to the ham right. story yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but should should people and law enforcement be a allowed uh, or be uh aided in identifying <clears throat> the owner of a vehicle without having to have contact with them I guess is is a question that I would have, because my understanding is that's the argument for them, is right. that way we know who it is, without having to talk to them, right? Law enforcement. I've got two sons in law enforcement, so I don't know everything about law enforcement because they don't know everything about law enforcement. But if you ask them, they probably would say yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just going to say they, they don't. They Sorry, boys, say no. you don't know everything. <laughs> right. Um, but. I know that if they see erratic driving behavior, mm-hmm. which um, they've noticed on, on the roads, they can call that number in. They mm-hmm. don't call every license plate in. They'd be busy all the time. But if they suspect something, it does help them, to, um, especially with, the, with the, um, the drugs and everything that are coming across our state from one state to another. Um, if they notice something, they can call it in and see if there's anything on that or whatever. But... Uh, yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing, but they're they're not checking everybody. Boy, I hope not because I'd be in a lot of trouble. But <laughs> you know, just I'm not I'm not running drugs. I just want to say I'm not running drugs. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it'd be bigger problems. There would no. Be, it, there it's would just be. something that I, a, uh, yeah, a, a personal issue I have with it. I I. I I question whether they need to exist at all. Yeah. Whether I'd you like should to, have to have a plate at all. I would love right. to know the logic other than, I mean, I, I can assume, sure. well, we need to be able to keep track. Right. Okay. But, I, I, I don't know. You know what? I, 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 like I said, I guess I've never thought about it. That's a, that would be an interesting question to ask the you know, law enforcement agencies. And, and, say, and then every year I have that? to, some would call it, pay a bribe fee to tr- keep driving that car that I own on the road. <laughs> That's okay. probably not a bribe, but <laughs> some would probably call it that. You know, and you can probably look at, well, I'm buying two plates instead of one. I get it. I get it. Yeah, but you the, know. the cost could go down to the state if you have to produce one. Sure. Um, I know in Kansas, I was down there last year, uh, and because they only have one, the rear required, mm-hmm. they have signs in their parking lots that say it is actually illegal to back into a parking spot. I back into parking spots all the time because I just like, that's what yeah. I like to do. Yeah. It's a crime down there. Yeah. Well, because, because because they can't, the right. law enforcement can't drive down and read everyone's plate. Right. So then that gets back to the question. But they do that when they're, when they're looking for something specific. Yeah, but, but, that, but that then goes back to the question. Yeah. It, is that something in a free society yeah. that should be allowed? I'm sorry, Craig, I have to say it, but we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> sorry, I had to go there. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> no, but that, that is a good question. I, I no, guess it, I'd have to ask. I have to ask. My law enforcement um, people, not just my sons, but you know, like the the county sheriffs yeah. in, in the in the state. You know, I know a, a few of the state patrolmen, and ask them, how do you use the front license plate? You know, Good and, and th- this for me, it goes back to I, I'm questioning everything right now. Yeah, 
And that's one of them. You yeah. know, what, what's the purpose? Yeah. How do you learn if you Is don't it, question? Absolutely. That's right. Steph Sauter. Do you have a website? Yes. Sauterforhouse.com. S-A-U-D-E-R. S-A-U-D-E-R. F-O-R. F-O-R. Okay. F-O-R-H-O-U-S-E. Dot com and I'm on Facebook under the same name Sauter for House. Um, my and, and my email is sauterforhouse at gmail dot com. And from my experience, when you email that, you actually get a response. I do, I do. By it, you. It, it may not be exactly <laughs> within twenty seconds of of receiving it, but uh, yeah, I, and that's that's important to me mm-hmm. because. I want you to. I want everyone, you and whoever else, to reach out to me. If I'm not going to respond, you're not going to. You're going to quit asking, yeah. and I'm. I'm going to look like I don't care, and that's far. That's from the truth. Mm-hmm. I do care, and so that's why. Um, and on and on my palm cards and everything, my phone number's on there. Buckle that up. Might be a little. Might be a little <laughs> league. You know, little. You know, right. crazy for a while, but you know what? I'm out there. Mm-hmm. I how. What kind of a legislator do you want if you can't get a hold right. of them? Yeah. You know. Well, I appreciate you coming in and, and uh, being willing to go well, deep th- with some of this stuff. Oh, well, yeah. This was really deep. These were good <laughs> questions. I haven't had to think like this for a qu- for a while, but I appreciate that. And uh, like I said, I don't know it all. I'm not going in there acting like I know it all mm-hmm. because that ju- would just be wrong. There's a lot for me to learn. Yeah. And there's a lot for me to listen to. And that's how I learn is listening and then doing and um, I just hope all your listeners within within the district will see that um, will feel like I can do a, a good job for them and vote for vote on Tuesday. That is so important. Can I tell you one question or one story? Yeah. Do we have time? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're the one with the heart out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is a true story, and 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 it just shows how every vote counts. True story. So. Um, a young woman recently ran for her small town's town council, and she and there was there was three of them, and and two men, and and this young woman uh, ran, and the top two vote getters tied thirty four to thirty four. That's how t- small the town was, but that's okay. That's okay. Very important to them anyway. So to tie to break the tie, they drew cards, high wins, high card wins. You know, only in South Dakota. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> no, no runoff or anything. Let's just pull a pull a card. And she did ask him, "What happens if we get the same card?" Well, we just pull Do another card. You know, whatever. Anyway, she drew a high card, so she won. Great. End of story. No, here's the rest of the story. Her husband had never registered to vote before any election, and for any election, so he went to register so he could vote for his wife. However, he went in a day late, mm-hmm. so he did not get to register. Had he registered on time, she'd have won by oh, one vote. In the beginning. Yes. The neighbor, um, she didn't get to visit with the neighbor before election day, so she sent him She uh, uh, sent him a text and said, hey, remember to vote today You know, for the election. Okay. Ten minutes after seven, after the polls closed, he calls. And he's all out of breath. He goes, I am so sorry. I left my phone home today and I didn't get your text until just now. But I got in just before seven. They were ready to close and I got in under the wire so I got to vote. 
<laughs> had he not gotten there to vote, have, she lost. she'd have lost yeah. by one. So hmm. bottom line is every vote counts. You know, of yeah. course, I want you to vote for me on Tuesday. But the main thing is you've got to vote. Everybody's yeah. got to go out and vote. I, and I agree with that. And that actually is the reason that I do all these political interviews during this time, because mm-hmm. it's so important for me to learn who who people are and how they think. Right. And you can't do that if it's a TV ad or if it's a talking point card or something. You just don't learn how people actually right. process. Right. And so I love it when people like you are willing to sit down and have dialogue. Oh, Because that's I love actually how, and I was talking to um, a guy, he messaged me uh, after one of the other interviews that we did last week. And he's like, based on your interview, uh, I now have a different thought because there was dialogue. Right. We had a real conversation that actually could happen. Right. Not only do I make you think, but you make me think. Well, yeah. And I want someone that has the ability to talk through problems and maybe maybe say something that's not necessarily right or good, but we're going to work it out. Right. We don't the, have to disagree. Is, or we don't have to agree. Yeah. But we have to listen. Mm-hmm. Free speech is... Not about protecting my right to say happy thoughts. That's not what free speech is about. I mean, that's part of it. But free speech is our ability to, without controls, talk through really difficult scenarios with no with no control on that. Right. And that that is the point of this. And so I am very grateful for you to come in and Thank have you. a I, real I, chat. I do appreciate being able to do this because, like you said, it's just being able to hear the, the actual person talk about actual issues mm-hmm. or, you know what, listen to me make crack a joke or something. I mean, that's, you get to know the person yeah, that way. Absolutely. Instead, you know, I can give you all the, all the pamphlets <laughs> right, and all the yeah. mat- written materials I, you know, I can uh, afford, mm-hmm. but if you don't get to meet me, then you don't really know them, yeah. you know, know the candidate. So... I appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you for coming in. Thanks. Have a great uh, great day. And you too. June 7, if you're an elector in District 4 in South Dakota, uh, get out and vote. Do your own research and vote. And I hope this is part of that research. So. All right. Thanks, Craig. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. This is the interview. Thanks for hanging out with us for the last hour or so. Thanks, Steph, for taking the drive to the studio. It's always fun when guests are in studio with us. Remember... Four days from now, three days, I guess, technically, when this is out live uh, at first on the podcast feed, June 7, 2022 is Election Day. Hopefully this conversation helped you make your mind up. Uh, As we say always here on the interview, uh, when it comes to voting, do your own research and then go out and vote. It's important to do that. Make your voice heard. YMillBank.com is the website for this studio. TheInterviewPodcast.org takes you directly to this show where you can find out all the episodes that we've had here and subscribe on the the Apple Universe. Otherwise, we're on the Android Play Store, the Google Play Store, I should say. TheInterviewPodcast.org also gives you the opportunity to donate directly to the show. We put out the product for no cost to you we call it value for value if you get value out of the show you decide what that looked like send it back our way and we will continue these conversations everything is welcome and very much appreciated all the support we get if you 
If the value you want to return is sharing it out to more people or bringing more guests to the interview, that is fantastic as well. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Have a fantastic day.